Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Changing and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you doing, sir? Well, uh, considering I had a uh, satisfying and complete bowel movement this morning, as I do every morning, I'm feeling pretty good. No, you're doing better than me. <laughs> you're doing better than me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry we had to do the show on Sunday, guys, but it was uh, plumbing issues on my end <laughs> that caused us to not be able to do the show. On, yep. Uh, yep. Still sucks. Pipes were clogged. Now they're leaking. <laughs> I'm not even going to get. There's, there's not, no happy medium. Like there, I'm not huh? even going to get into how. I'm, I'm not even going to get into it right now. Other than it's it, it's a challenge to sit down. I tell you what, man. When the gut is not working, that is a miserable experience. Truly, it is. sure is though. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it either. It seems like. Yeah. But at any rate, I'm not going to get into all of that. But oh god. Yeah. Ugh. So well, it worked out all right because I just came from uh, my fantasy draft. Uh, which is always an exciting thing. So I'm very... So how many people were there? Uh, well, there were uh, just four of us there live, uh, and the rest were remote, because some of the guys are in different parts of the country and stuff, and some of the local guys couldn't make it. We kind of had to juggle the schedule a little bit, too. So that was... Everything was up in the air this weekend, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it, was, it was good. It was good. I uh, Literally, my first three picks were exactly as I game-planned them exactly as i game planned it you know who'd you get well i was i was picking sixth so you know and you do the serpentine pick so it's like i'm sixth the first round then fifth the second round then you know it goes forward then backwards so it's you know it gives you some variation so like if you pick first you get the first pick and then you get the last pick in the second round you see what i'm saying but then in the third round you get the first pick again so that's how it works but when you're when you're in the middle of the pack you have to come up with a completely different strategy um, but, uh, yeah, so I managed to get Travis Kelsey first pick. Who's that? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, probably the greatest tight end to ever play the game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, tight end for, uh, the, uh, Kansas city chiefs. Okay. So, All right. And really he performs like a number two receiver. So he's he, even though he is a tight end, that's his position. He plays like a, a pro bowl receiver. You know, he gets that many touches, that many targets. You know, he gets more targets than 95 percent of the receivers in the league. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so my, it, any, my draft went exactly as I game planned it. So I'm very, very happy with that. So who else did you get? Uh, Josh Allen for my quarterback. Pick him up in the third round. Um, Who's he the quarterback for? <laughs> Buffalo Bills. <laughs> you okay. are so out of this. Um, I did pick up uh, Bijan uh, Robinson uh, with my second pick, which I, I actually, you know, I, I took him a little, probably a little higher than I should have, but I think he's going to be a, a sensation. He's the uh, rookie running back for the Falcons. 
So, oh, we took a rookie, huh? Yeah, that's an un- unknown quantity, right? Not there. in running backs, though. I've noticed a trend in the NFL is a lot of times these running backs, as long as they are going to get the 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 touches, yeah, and as long as they have a decent offensive line, uh, it seems like the rookie running backs really just you know go crazy. Um, I'm much more hesitant to pick a second year running back because that sophomore slump is real. Yeah, I've seen it too many times. But I love to pick up a hot rookie running back. And I think this guy is a big sleeper. So you think he's a big sleeper? Yep. Yeah. So what did that's you, a good thing. What actually. defense did you did you, you get just one defense, I, you know, one I, team's I, defense? T- well, I, you pick two, a, a primary and a backup. But uh I, I picked defense pretty late, so I wanted to, to stock with uh, receivers and running backs before I even looked at a de- uh, defense. I uh, picked up New England's defense, you know. T- top top 10 defense most likely and then who's the backup uh hell i don't even know who my backup defense is it was like one of my last picks it's like they got to get you through one game of the season so it's like it, it doesn't even matter i got you You know what i'm saying did so. you get the any buck players i did i did i picked up both chris godwin uh and rashad white do you know who either of those guys are now okay chris godwin is a receiver for the bucks he's arguably the number two receiver in depending on basically him and mike evans pretty much share targets is mike evans still on the team that's the thing they haven't renewed his contract yet and it's it's starting to look like they're not gonna so that's why i actually moved up to uh, pick godwin i picked him higher than he would probably normally go and higher than he was ranked to because everyone was ranking him like he was a number two receiver uh, whereas I think he is probably going to be uh, the number one receiver for the Bucks this year. Because I think they are going to uh, not be able to come to terms with Mike Evan, and he is going to be probably playing somewhere else this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Which sucks because Mike Evans has been playing for the Bucks for a long time. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a shame. It, it would have been nice if he could finish out his career, and that's the kind of contract he wanted was a, you know, I want to finish my career here type contract, and the Bucks weren't given to him. It was probably too much off the salary cap for the bucks to handle oh, you know what i'm saying what yeah I, that's what i'm guessing you know and then russell gage uh who is the number three receiver is out for the season so already essentially it's godwin's going to be like their primary target and they got this rookie uh palmer that i think is probably going to come up to the number two slot slot and they're probably going to have to uh pick up someone in free agency uh for a number three wow so, so Godwin's going to get a ton of targets this year. Yeah, but and it who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Bucks this year? Oh, uh, it's Baker Mayfield. Oh, it's him. For oh, yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and Rashad White is a running back, and now that Leonard Fournette's gone, uh, you know he is their uh, he's going to be their workhorse. So I expect him to get a lot of touches. So I picked him up, picked him up in one of the late rounds as a steal. So it was a, a good value on that. Wow. So, yeah. so how you feeling? How you feeling with your with your picks then? I'm very very happy. It 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 went down exactly like I game planned it. Like I got. Six of the picks that I absolute wanted to to get that I targeted in the mock drafts that I did, I got. So it was like almost a perfect draft for me. Wow. Yeah. So very, very happy with the results. Now, is there anybody else that you saw in the pickups that they got that you're nervous about? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were some good teams out there. And, uh, you know, but a lot of times people go with that past history, you know, and they pick a lot of those older big name guys well kind of like travis kelsey you know but i think he's a still a solid performer but i think that that a lot of guys picked up guys that were on the downside of their career still solid performers but aren't going to put up the numbers like they used to you know what i'm saying i got you yeah 
So you picked up some people, I guess, that were that you think might uh, that are. You're, you're trying to be ahead of the curve, I guess you could say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I try to, to project who is – that's why I generally go for a couple of rookies. Um, I generally go for guys who are moving up on the, uh, on the roster, you know, like mm-hmm. Chris Godwin. He's yeah, probably yeah. going to go to number one receiver. Uh, or are, for whatever reason, going to be getting more targets or touches – you know, so I didn't do nearly the research I, I have done in years past. I would normally I'd put in like you know, 20, 30 hours of research before the draft. I only did about four or five this time. So, oh, but it was probably enough. Yeah. But we shall see. We'll she'll see how it goes. And now, I was how about do you think, how you, now on different in fantasy, though, regular football. Right. How do you think the Bucks are going to do this year? Uh, I think they're probably going to have be a little better than 500. You know, maybe one game better than 500. But you think they'll be 500, though? Yeah, I think they'll they'll be 500 or, or maybe slightly better than 500. Will that be enough to win their division? No, nah, probably not. They'll probably be in the battle for a wild card spot at the end of the season. Oh, And wow. I doubt that they'll make the playoffs this year. So, wow. One of the big keys, if, if uh, Ryan Jensen and uh, the nose guard hadn't been injured, um, you know, and he's out for the season, and that's a big blow to the offensive line. So that's going to make it a lot more difficult, uh, especially with a first-year – well, not a first-year quarterback, but a veteran quarterback that's a first-year in the system. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a bit of a challenge to, to be far above 500. And actually, now that we have 17 games, there's no such thing as 500 anymore. You can't finish There's 17 weeks in the season yeah, now? Yeah, there's 17 weeks in the season now. Oh, yeah. so you can't go eight and eight anymore. You have no, to go. You'd either be eight and nine or nine and eight. I didn't realize that. I didn't even realize they added one more game. They did. What yeah. they did they take away any preseason games? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. They they did that. Uh, well, last then how do you year. decide how many home and away games you get? Uh, you know that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Oh, hmm. yeah. There's a lot of neutral territory games, so it seems like most teams have a game in Mexico or Ireland or England or you know things like oh, that. Oh, I got gotcha. you. So there's. I gotcha. uh, Germany. So I think they might be plugging in that extra game as for, for a lot of the teams. Not all the teams get overseas games, but it seems like now, last year, it seems like there was half a dozen games that were played you know, somewhere else, maybe even more than that. Oh, wow. So okay, I didn't know that. I assume they're going to do that again. But uh, anyway, that's that's enough of Sports Talk Radio here. <laughs> you well, know? you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's it's entertaining to some, but others are like, oh, God, just stop talking about sports. Yeah. What is this sports ball of which you speak? <laughs> and you're kind of like that. The fact that you didn't I mean, know a little bit. I Travis mean, look, Kelsey I or Josh Allen. I don't hate it. I just don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't get mad about it. Like, I don't hate I don't hate football. Well, you want to join our fantasy league? No. Or you could just give me, uh, you know, hundred bucks right now. <laughs> no, I'll just choose thing. not to do that. <laughs> so, uh, what did you do last? So, night? I had an interesting Saturday night. I'm actually surprised you made it out. Um, well, I it was either do the show, right, or do this, right. So I was like, I better do this because. So, the hairdresser that Danielle goes to, right, is in downtown Newport Ritchie, and this woman is really a really kind of a community kind of hairdresser kind of person. What like, what does that mean? So she owns her own little hair salon. Okay. That's not a corporate salon. Okay. In downtown Newport Ritchie, yeah. right? Yeah. And so she has a lot of people that like a lot of the locals and local people go to her, right? And she's a younger hairdresser, you know, tattoos everywhere. Definitely a, a wilder person, I guess you could say, or whatever you want to call it. I don't she know. She hot? I mean, she's pretty attractive. Yeah. She insane? I don't know her well enough to know that. 
As she is. If she's a hairdresser, she's probably at least moderately insane. Well, maybe a little bit. Having uh, been married to a hairdresser for uh, 30 some odd years, I can say that with confidence. Yeah. And being engaged to one prior to that. Well, all these girls were talking, or a bunch of the girls that were part of the shop and Danielle were talking, that they wanted to do a prom. I, I, I guess when you do your senior prom, right? Right. You are, there's... Sometimes you have a good time. Sometimes you have a bad time. And <laughs> I had a blast at all mine. <laughs> yeah. Just a blast. So I, but these girls were like, I, we want to do it again, but we want right. to do it like as adults. Right. Yeah. So they decide to put together an event. that's basically like a prom. Right. And it ended up, they, they had a, in downtown Newport, Richie, you have those old buildings that are down there right and then you have the first floor that has all the stores and stuff like that right and then the second floor which has like variety of stuff either offices or just a big open space or something like that mm-hmm. well they have one that was a big open space right and so they decide that we're going to hold they're going to hold a prom within this big open space and danielle's on the committee that's putting this thing together right which also means that danielle will end up doing a whole bunch of the work for this thing too they had a bartender that was supposed to bartend that ended up canceling like a week before. Mm-hmm. So Danielle decides she's going to bartend. Okay. Which she has a good, she had a blast doing. And then, and, and so there was like a hundred different, a hundred people were there. And it was very interesting in the fact that people, some people really dressed up for this in almost period pieces. Right. Like <laughs> some people wore like old top hats and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Some people wore nicer outfits. The women wore some wore, wore like a burlesque stuff. Like a lot of cleavage getting shown this night. Right. Like a lot of cleavage. Like, a lot of dresses that wouldn't have been allowed at senior prom were there. <laughs> you know what now, I mean? Now, see, I think prom, I immediately think uh, uh, shiny dresses with poofy shoulder pads. There was not many of that. <laughs> However, there was a lot of cleavage getting shown at this thing. Yeah. And a lot of drinking going on, and everybody was having a great time, though. They were just dancing their ass off, and it was just a bunch of fun. And it was, it probably went better than the, your normal senior prom, like when, when it comes to problems and issues, because there wasn't really any problems or issues, and nobody was fighting or right. anything yeah. like that. Mainly because I don't think, I think a lot of these people didn't know each other. Some people, I think a lot of people did know each other, but like I didn't know anybody. Kelly didn't really know anybody that was there. And I don't recall uh, any fighting at, any proms or anything like that or homecoming maybe or, i don't either maybe i'm just going to tv shows yeah maybe i'm maybe i'm looking at it from tv shows but there was also a tarot card reading person there that okay. was reading tarot cards right um and one difference between this one and other ones was there was a decent amount of same-sex couples mm-hmm. and at least one trans person okay and None of it was a big deal at all. It was just, you know, it, it was whatever it was. Like, it didn't matter. Everybody was, it was a very... I'm sure there's a lot of that at minor, modern proms. Maybe not. Again, no. when I was when I went to prom a long time ago, it wasn't. Right. Well, it's funny. One guy asked me and Kelly, because me and Kelly were sitting there. Danielle was working the bar. And one guy asked me and Kelly, well, is this your guys' first prom together? <laughs> and I never thought about it until then. And I thought about it now. And I was like, oh, no, no, no this is our third <laughs> Oh, how? Well, I went to my senior prom with Kelly. I went to her prom with Kelly. Oh, okay. And then we went to this one. So this was the third one. Wow. So like 93 went to one, 95 went to one, and then this one. So you guys were truly high school sweethearts, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But it was just, 
it was it, and again the thing about it is this when you go to a prom where everybody's of age you know what i mean everybody's well more, no need to spike the punch yeah no need to spike they had punch <laughs> right that they, that they were serving they had a specific drink they were serving that was part of that but and then, hang on did you still pre-game uh you know on the way there like uh we would normally do at proms uh not i i mean i i toked up yeah but that was it though. yeah um, and my mom ended up driving us there because Danielle already had one car there, so we didn't want to have two cars at the place. So, and Danielle wasn't drinking; she doesn't drink anymore. Yeah. So she wasn't drinking, so she could just drive us home. That works. Yeah, yeah, that worked. I mean, and don't get me wrong; look, I was drinking Michelob Ultras all night long, so oh, I wasn't God. even. Yeah, you you can't even catch a buzz off those. No, nah, not really. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't really catch too much of a buzz. Yeah. I didn't want to drink any. Again, I wanted to make sure that I maintained my. Uh, <sighs> You didn't want to get in a fight or... Uh... No, I didn't want to have any ass issues. Oh, ass issues. <laughs> For lack of a better term. Fair enough. I was nervous about that. Yeah. So, I, you know, and, I, and look, I wasn't, I didn't really dance except for a little bit here and there. You know, and again, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't life of the party. That was for sure. Yeah. But part of it is just because I didn't really know anybody there and it seemed like other people knew other people. And right. so, you know, it was a fun time. It was interesting, though, in the fact that like all of these girls got together to recreate right. a prom. Yeah, guys would never do that. <laughs> never in a million years. That's yeah. such a chick thing. Yeah, that yeah. was totally a chick I mean, thing. Don't now, there was a lot of dudes there having a good time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went to God. I, I, I and this is no exaggeration. I probably went to five proms uh, in high school because you know I went every year to to our prom that I was in high school. And then I went to uh, another one at Tarpon. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I went to five proms. But really, uh, prom, the, the, the prom part of it was like the worst part of the evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it was the after prom that there was really good stuff. And they, you know, they nominated a homecoming king and a homecoming queen or right. a prom king and a prom queen and right. stuff. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. did all that. And it don't go wrong. The, then the building that they did it in was could only fit a hundred. They actually had to turn a bunch of people away. Like oh, they really? only sold a hundred tickets. Wow! And then they had to turn a bunch away. So next year they're going to actually try to do get the, a bigger uh, venue. Well, they're going to try to do the Hacienda. Okay. Do you know what the Hacienda it's is? A hotel. Right, it's that downtown. old hotel yeah. in downtown yeah. New Ritchie. Right. So they're going to try to get that one next year, yep. which will probably cost a little bit more money than that, but. Um, now who put this on? Did they make a profit, or was it for charity, or what? I, just to have a good time, man. Yeah. I mean, huh. I don't know about the. I know that Ethan got all the money from the from doing bar because he was bar backing. Yeah, so Ethan. He got the tips. Yeah, he got the nice. tips. Which he got a good amount of tips too. He got a lot of tips, so that worked out well. But it was just interesting to. It was an interesting night for sure, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, you know that's like it was one of those things where you saw, a, and again, it was one of those things where there was a lot of people there that probably felt slighted at their prom because they were probably not part of the cool kids group or whatever. Right. And that, so it was a lot of people that looked like they probably weren't part of the cool kids group that were feeling their oats at this one. Like they could do whatever they want to do. Like they could feel free to not be judged or ridiculed or something like that. Right. Which I think is actually a really good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, but addition to that, there were some people that were probably the cool kids when they were there too. And then they were, but they, but they didn't care. You know what I mean? Right. I think anybody that would have snubbed their nose at it wouldn't go to it. It's almost like, well, it's almost like yeah. pre selecting out. Like the snobby people well, yeah. and the the clicky people right off the bat. It's not like you know uh, tomorrow at the water cooler, you know, at work, <laughs> people are going to be like, "Oh, you didn't go to prom? What? Couldn't get yeah." A date? They, and there was an after party <laughs> yeah. down at the hair salon <laughs> and stuff happen. like that. Yeah. I mean, it was a cool little venue. It was cool because it was right in the middle of downtown New Ritchie. You go upstairs and there's this big. I mean, right. it wasn't huge, but it was big enough to hold. It was big enough to hold a hundred. Now, what kind of music uh, was uh, was there? Prom music from all genres. Nice. 
Nice. So it 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 it, it went from like fifties to modern. I'd say eighties, seventies to modern. Okay. I didn't hear anything below a below seventies, and not much below seventies. Yeah. Uh, most of it, I think, was nineties no, no and two. Skirts, huh? I think most of it was nineties and two thousands. Right. For the songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was a lot. I mean, it was. It did. It, he was mixing in little stuff here and there, though. Yeah. Well, nice. So nice. That yeah. was kind of. It was fun. You know, and a lot of you folks out there uh, in other parts of the country listening to us, knowing that we are in the Tampa Bay area, are probably wondering. Uh, but Alex. How could you have a prom after your state was completely destroyed by the hurricane last week? <laughs> God, you know, watching the coverage of this storm, uh, Hurricane Adelia, which uh, did make landfall in the Big Bend area uh, between Cedar Key and Apalachicola. And which did cause a lot of damage up there. Well, yeah, it caused some damage. Uh, yeah, it's a hurricane. Okay. But in the, in the lead up to this hurricane, you know, I'm watching it deciding whether or not to take my lawn chairs in from the back you know what i'm saying and the media is portraying this like you're all going to die this is the the end of the world is it's amazing like for example this this was probably my favorite headline um hurricane adelia could be a once in a lifetime event for tampa and parts of florida's gulf coast okay and I, they actually softened that headline. It was, it was uh, a little bit uh, different than that. It was, um, uh, yeah. Uh, here we are. Officials warn of potential for death and catastrophic devastation. Okay, um, and they kept saying this was a once in a lifetime event for the uh, Gulf Coast of Florida. And I started thinking about that. I'm thinking, well, geez, I'm fifty some odd years old, and I can remember probably about two dozen hurricanes that I've experienced that have hit the West coast of Florida. Okay. Or the Gulf coast of Florida. Um, but I, I wanted to find out if it was a once in a lifetime event, how old would you have to be for it to be a once in a lifetime event? Any guesses? I know you've read the show notes, but if uh, you were to guess, one. what would you say? <laughs> 11 months, you would have to be 11 months old for this to be a once in a lifetime event. Uh, because if it was, um, you if you're older than 11 months, you experienced Hurricane Ian, okay, which did some serious damage. So that's that's twice in a lifetime for you. If you're older than five years old, it's a third in a lifetime event because you experienced Hurricane Michael. If you're older than six years old, it's a fourth in a lifetime event because you experienced Hurricane Irma. If you're older than 18, it's a sixth in a lifetime event because you add Dennis and Wilma. If you're older than 19, it's a tenth. In a lifetime event, because you also experience Charlie, Francis, Ivan, and Jeannie. Okay? And when you get to my age, you just have no idea anymore. You just lost count. <laughs> you know, I only count hurricanes now by the ones that either did significant damage to my home or if I've stood in the eye of it and screamed up at the sky. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's. Listen, there was a. Here's the thing. Hold on, real quick. There was a lot of flooding on the west coast of on west coast of Florida, including in Pinellas County, and and once you started going north of Pinellas in Pasco, west of nineteen got flooded pretty good. Which floods every single time there's even a heavy thunderstorm. 
uh, again, <laughs> the, 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 the flooding fl- in these areas happens. Yes. It happens all the time. It happens. It, look, it wasn't rain that did this one. It was storm surge that did right. this one. But still, flooding happens in these areas. Yeah, because they're uh, essentially at or below sea level. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, two feet well, above Because they're on the coast. Level. Now, the further yeah. up the coast you got, the more flooding that was on the coast. Right. But... The further up the coast you get, the less houses there are off the, actually off the coast right. in yeah. certain areas. Yeah. In the Big Bend area, is probably the least populated area. Hey, probably one of the least populated areas in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And it went through there, and it caused... Cedar Key a, uh, had some flooding, which the Cedar Key hadn't seen flooding like that for a long time. Yeah. Okay? But Cedar Key is like one little island community of maybe, I don't know, 10,000 people, if that. Yeah. You know? But l- let me just tell you, the... <sighs> the reporting on it was just so bad like for example it was so sensationalized oh completely exaggerated and sensationalized and you know shit this is florida folks this is what we do i mean we 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 know how to do this this is no big deal to us but like they were reporting from bayshore boulevard in tampa and anyone who's been to tampa that is or hasn't been to tampa that's basically a strip of road that's right on tampa bay it curves right along tampa bay and leads into downtown um basically from mcdill air force base that area okay um and uh so this road floods constantly and when i say constantly like once or twice a year absolutely if if there's any type of tropical storm um and it's pushing water into the bay it's guaranteed to flood okay i have seen this street flooded out dozens of occasions that's not an exaggeration so here of course the street is flooded out again and they've got a reporter uh, that interviewed one person, one woman who said she's been here for 40 years and she's never seen it. The floodwaters go this far. Okay. And they essentially played that on a loop and they, and like the, the anchors kept saying, yeah, local residents report that they've never seen the flooding this bad. And I'm thinking it's like the flooding is I've, I've personally seen it worse than this. And it's like, you know, it, it's not nearly as bad as it had been in some cases, you know? And again, it's it's like everything in the media has to be the worst thing that's ever happened forever and ever. Amen. There is no rational perspective on anything. And like we were talking about, you know, I was, uh, since I do the IT for a lot of beach towns in Pinellas County, um, I was out there the day after the storm. And yeah, you know, basically the road flooded out in a few places where you'd expect it. Uh, there were very few buildings that were flooded. And this is literally on a barrier island that was getting all the storm surge, you know, got seven, eight feet of storm surge. And, yeah, the road got flooded in a few places. And, yeah, there was some sand across the road. And by the time I was out there on Thursday, it was all cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> right. you know why? Because the local people know what to do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and here's the thing, too, for this year. This is the first hurricane we've gotten all season. Right. Like, hurricane season is the season. Right. We're coming near to the... We're closer September to September is usually when the worst ones are. Yeah. I got you. But we're, but, we're, we're, but, we're, but we didn't get anything until now. No. No. So, did and we, this one did is we in, have anything else? This no. was the end of August. Yeah. And this yeah. one yeah. This, happened yeah, at the end of August. First, first storm we've gotten this year. This is the first storm we've gotten this year. And see, that's the thing. <laughs> we get them so often that we're like, oh, did we have another hurricane this year? No, no, not this year. <laughs> you know? I mean... Other places have. Yeah. Right. But again, it's it's just so eh. 
they happen all the time. And now to say now, what they're doing is they're taking these instances, wrapping it up with global warming, right, and then saying that be, now it's the worst ever because of man-made global warming. It, it, you think? I, I think that is a component of it. I think part of it is just you know the media always has to sell sensationalism, and in order to sell the sensationalism, they have to make it sound like. This has never happened before. This is the worst it's ever been. And they always do that. And it's never, virtually never true. You know, I mean, seriously, this wasn't even the worst storm uh, to affect uh, this area or most of the West Coast of Florida for in the last year. Ian was far more devastating. Okay, Um, but yet there, you know, it's. Hold on, and th- this isn't to minimize that there was destruction and devastation with this hurricane. There were no deaths because there was there was, but there was no. They're they're attributing two deaths traffic to accidents. traffic accidents. Okay, so so traffic happens, accidents happened, and there. No, I'm not counting that as a storm death. I mean, it's not really a storm death. Yeah, I mean, when there's when it rains and there's traffic accidents, do they call those rain deaths? Yeah, right, exactly. They were killed by the rain, you know. Uh, so again. It, Look, the places that everybody knows floods and that people have to pay insane prices or not at all flood insurance, you know, the places that you can't even get flood insurance for, this is why those places flooded, you know? Yeah, and they do all the time. And they do all the time. And if you're going to live in those places, you have to be prepared for it to flood. Well, that's why all, look, if you're in a flood zone in Florida and you're building new, you have to build on stilts now, Mm -hmm. no matter what, which is a good move. Right. You know, it's the older houses that aren't on stilts that are flooding. Yeah. Yeah. But so anyway, folks, if you were worried because you watched the national media uh, that, you know, Alex and I were, uh, you know, 20 feet underwater and blown away and crushed I was working by debris. <laughs> oh, you worked in the storm? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty I was mild. in Lakeland until a certain point in the evening and then I went home. I went home a little early that night, but like, yeah. you know, it wasn't. And it was nice because there was no cars on the road. <laughs> yeah. 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 Traffic was great. Yeah. Because you know? I was having to go out, you know, right before the storm and right after because I, I got to shut all my, you know, shut all the clients' networks down and then bring them back up and you know especially for all the the beach town halls and everything yeah yeah but uh yeah it's uh and we, look on all just the properties that burger. we uh, all the properties that we have that we clean for for the airbnbs and stuff there was like 12 of them that were possible to flood and only two of them did yeah did they flood inside the house two of them did where where were they located uh one was in port newport ritchie and the other one was in hernando okay both west of 19 huh both west of 19 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. basically Everything west of 19 always floods. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, I mean, they, that, look, that's flood on things called no-name storms. They yeah. called it the no-name storm. Well, actually, the, are you talking about the 93 no-name yeah, storm? Yeah. Uh, the 93 no-name storm was one of the worst storms to ever hit this area. Oh, yeah. No, that yeah. was horrible. That, that flooded at four foot west of 19. I, I actually um, was, uh, God, in that storm, I actually was in a vehicle trying to cross the Dunedin Causeway. And the Dunedin Causeway was completely underwater, but I had to cross it trying to get to my parents. And uh, the vehicle hit some debris. It was it was high enough. It was an off road vehicle, and it was high enough to keep the uh, uh, air intake out of the water. So I thought I was okay, um, but I hit some debris, blew two tires, and then it you know one side sunk down, and in, in, oh. and the engine took in water. And so in the middle of the storm, which was honestly it was equivalent to a Cat Four or Five hurricane. 
yeah um in in terms of of damage not necessarily wind force but just in in water the damage devastation yeah the storm surge and um you know uh but so i'm waiting <laughs> I had to do a mile hike through chest deep water in the middle of the storm you know oh. dodging debris getting swept under chunks of wood and hitting me could all have the been time. killed oh yeah yeah it was and so i get out to the end of the causeway where my in-laws had their condo and i get there and they're high and dry and have electricity and phones <laughs> and i thought i was going out to rescue them <laughs> yeah so anyway i mean but i think the but if you think about it though i think one of the problems is this and and we've t- look we've talked about this before but i'll talk about it again yeah They've set the insurance rates so wrong that we have people building new stuff in these areas. Right. Where if it was, if you were honest with yourself, you shouldn't build houses in those areas because they're going to flood. Now, you can build houses there, but, you know, just accept the fact that you're going to get flooded, period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you're not, then you're not going to be able to get insurance. Well, a lot of people can't. A lot of people can't get flood insurance. Yeah, but then they get the government to bail them out. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. There yeah. is one insurance in Florida. It's called Citizens Insurance. So we're I don't on think the they hook for all flood, of them. I think they do. I'm not sure on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if they do, I can tell you that, that people who have to have flood insurance, it is crazy expensive, as it should be. Well, I mean, I mean, it's going to flood. If yeah, you're in a flood zone, it's going to flood. Because it doesn't take a lot to have billions of dollars in losses when you have a storm surge, you know? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, just uh, my point on that was just the sensationalism is disgusting. And you're right. Part of it is pushing the the climate change narrative. And the other part is just, you know, uh, sensationalism sells. They're going to keep doing it, you know, and everything's going to be the worst ever. You know, so just know anytime you hear someone saying it's the worst ever, it's once in a lifetime, it's never been this bad, it's never been this high, it's never been this whatever. It has been. (laughs) It has been. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, where are we going next? Oh, by the way, Citizens does not provide flood insurance. I didn't think they did. Yeah. And the, the people who are like have to have flood insurance pay There's a the National Flood Insurance Program. Yeah. But it's crazy expensive. Well, as it should be, though. Yeah. Again, right, it, exactly. It, 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 it's going to flood in those areas. Yeah. And I know most people who are in flood zones, uh, a lot of them choose just not to have it flood insurance yeah yeah if they don't have a mortgage they don't have to of course or if maybe they negotiate something with their mortgage company you know maybe they self-insure or something like that but you know it's uh uh it it, yeah it it, i think i don't think the flood insurance is a big as a, a of a problem as it used to be you know because now i think the market's priced it in and it's some places it's just not available you know yeah it's just it's just you're right though in in like if you were if you don't live in florida and although oh, I'll tell you the one thing I thought that was shitty, by the way. Hmm. So Hillsborough County had a mandatory evacuation. Right. Which means University of Tampa had a mandatory evacuation. Okay. If you know anything about the dorms at University of Tampa, those are some big structurally sound dorms. Yeah, right. They kicked all the students out of there to you go had where? To, anywhere else. I mean, because a lot of them, I imagine, are not local. Yeah. You know, so they kicked I mean, them all out. University of Tampa, it's, it's kind of a local school, but I imagine probably a, it's, a, it's got a good amount of people that a, go there, a, though. A third it's, of their uh, people are probably from out of state. Yeah, from New yeah. York or something. I mean, right. So they kicked them all out. Yeah. Like, wow. why would you kick them all out? Like, you're, 
you know what it was like here's the thing they didn't want to be responsible for these people right so they so turned them out on instead, the street. Instead, you yeah. basically put them wherever wherever they could go, and then it was on them to get somewhere else. So if they get hurt somewhere else, it's not on you. Well, I could understand, like, it is on uh, the Hillsborough River, which could have seen some storm surge. Uh, so I could understand if you were to say, okay, first floor, we're going to relocate you. Yeah. If you're on the ground floor, we're going to relocate you. If it is a, an actual ground floor building. Yeah. yeah. It may not be, because it's on the river. They might have built it up. But... Um, you know, but to uh, yeah, to evacuate everyone—that's just stupid. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, oh, you should have seen it. That well, they were it, it was taking plane flights and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, like having to spend buku bucks to get out of there, <laughs> right? <laughs> for for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. So. I mean, look, not for nothing, but like at the same time, you would have been much safer there. Oh yeah, without question, without question. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a huge reinforced building. You know, it's, yeah, and those college buildings are big, huge yeah, reinforced buildings. A, a the category dorms three storm is not going to collapse the building. I think it actually had look. They have to make those buildings to withstand at least cat threes. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I'm Maybe sure even more than that. I'm sure they've got to be designed to withstand cat fives. Yeah, you know. So I, I just I, wind wise, I didn't understand, and it wasn't, and the wind wasn't really coming on onto the onto the. We got very little wind. Yeah, we yeah. didn't get a lot of because it was sixty miles off the coast. Right. The eye was right. We got a lot of surge. Yeah, we got the, surge. The surge you would expect, and we did get some tornadoes and some thunderstorms and stuff like that. Yeah, it yeah. rained really bad. Yeah, it so. had bands that were hitting the coast and stuff, but like not, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing that couldn't be handled. I mean, again, the flooding is different, and the flooding does suck. But again, if you live in a flood zone, like they don't call it a flood zone for nothing, right? Like if you live in a flood zone, be prepared to f- flood. Right. That means like you know, tile your house and get tile in there instead of carpet or wood well, that didn't help the drywall well no that doesn't <laughs> Can't do much about that no but at the same time if it floods just a little bit to get the water right. in there yeah where it's not enough to where it's going feet above right you know that can be helpful but like I... hey speaking of uh trying to reason with hurricane season did you uh see your favorite commie died oh uh, jimmy buffett yeah 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 yeah, I saw that. That's sad. I like Jim. I, look, I love Jimmy. Love, Buffett. love his music. Love, love his, his music. music. I gotta say though, I, I wasn't nearly as broken up about you know Jimmy Buffett. I was kind of like, ah, oh, that's that's too bad. You know. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, it sucked. I mean, I don't want to see Jimmy Buffett die, but like, no, you know, no. But I was surprised that he died. Well, he was. Do you su- know what he died of? No, but he was seventy-five. He wasn't a spring chicken. No, but it just 74. seems like. Yeah, but it just seems like he's been around. I don't know. It just seemed like he didn't seem like he was in bad health. No, he was still no. touring. He looked good. Yeah, you know. So if, so if he had some type of you know long term illness, he's he'd been hiding it well. But you know, I didn't even hear what he died from. No, I didn't either. So, but you know, again, he was pretty much at the you know right on the edge of life expectancy. So uh, it's not all that surprising. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sad. He uh, died of complications from Merkel cell carcinoma. Carcinoma. A rare and aggressive skin cancer. Skin cancer, yeah. Hmm. Oh, four years ago he got diagnosed with it. No kidding, huh? Well, I guess being in the sun that much will uh, will do it to you. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> That's definitely a Florida way to die. <laughs> That's global warming killed Jimmy Buffett. Glo- global warming killed Jimmy Buffett. It was a once in a lifetime event for him. <laughs> <laughs> there were some other people that died this week too that I forget. Really? Yeah, no, somebody else I, I died this week. Else. I don't remember who yeah. else it was, but somebody else died this week. Yeah. Hey, folks, uh, newsflash, somebody died this week. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Alex. It was the first time ever. <laughs> Never before has somebody died like this. Oh, yeah. Who else died this week here? Is there a page you can go to the, for that? I don't know. 
in recent days. Hold on. So who died in recent days? Oh, God. Really? Uh, Johnny Briggs. Who the hell is that? Double K. Jason Davis. Jason Davis. I don't know. I it, Nobody. I guess I, I thought I heard one death that I was like, oh, shit, that sucks. But hmm. uh, It was probably Jimmy Buffett. Maybe it was just Jimmy Buffett, though. I don't know. At any rate, though, you're right. People die. It is. It is what it is, I guess. Yep. Um, it's just a weird week, too. It was just a, especially with the hurricane. It was just a really weird week. Yeah, it was. It, it kind of threw everything out of whack. But uh, big nothing burger in general. Yeah. Now, let's get into the, this guy here, the, the Waylon Bailey. Uh, what's that? All right. So uh, the, the article is he was arrested for a COVID joke. It was free speech court rules. Oh, OK. I didn't know his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this guy was uh, arrested in March of 2020 uh, for uh, back, you know, back when everyone was literally panicking about the, uh, you know, once in a lifetime pandemic and uh, nothing in the world has ever happened like this and, uh, you know, that sort of thing, which honestly for COVID eh, was quasi once in a lifetime. I mean, we'd had our share of pandemics, but not one that people, you know, freaked out about as much. You well, there was saying? a lot of people that died from it. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Well, a lot of people that are attributed to dying from it. Well, no, a lot of people did die from it. But uh, you know, it, it, looking back at it, I think that the disease was far less of a problem than the changes our actions made to society from it. Oh, oh yeah. You, you see sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. So our Cuz we're still dealing with all the long-term effects of that. Our, our kids are and everybody is. Our response to it I think was was far more damaging to society than the disease itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And this is one of those examples. So uh in March of 2020, he posted on social media and I'll go ahead and read what he posted. Um he posted share 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 in all caps. Um, and this is all all caps with lots of exclamation points. Um, just in, Rapid Parish Sheriff's Office have issued the order, if deputies come into contact with the infected, shoot on sight. Lord have mercy on us all. Hashtag COVID-19. Hashtag we need you Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay. So, uh, look, here's the thing. This was... I don't want to say it was clearly satirical, except for that last hashtag. That was pretty much a dead giveaway, you know, referencing the World War Z thing. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that was kind of a dead giveaway that it was it was a joke. But even if it wasn't, you know, you, you, you shouldn't get arrested for this sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hold on. No, no, no. It's worse than that. So a few hours later, Bailey... Uh, had uh, had uh, Bailey said he was confused when about a dozen SWAT team members right. from the Rapides Parish Sheriff's Office arrived in his Alexandria, Louisiana home with weapons and bulletproof vests. Officials arrested Bailey without a warrant, according to court documents. They later, um, what word is that? Agitated? Argued. Argu- oh, argued. Okay. <laughs> argued that Bailey's post was a terroristic threat. Right. Right now, uh, to wrap uh, <laughs> terrorism up, right with this post, yeah, come on, yeah. Well, it was a it was a threat that the uh, the sheriff's office was potentially acting terroristic, and yeah, ironically, the, real the response was that they acted terroristic. Yes. <laughs> so if you make a joke about the sheriff's office, uh, you know, uh, showing up and and uh, basically shooting first and ask asking questions later, the sheriff's office will show up with a SWAT team. 
<laughs> to grab you uh, without a warrant and ask questions later. Yeah. yeah. Now, in September of 2020, Bailey filed a lawsuit alleging uh, Detective Randall Lye uh, Isles and Sheriff Mark Wood violated his First and Fourth Amendment rights. Which they clearly did. But David Joseph, a U.S. District Judge for the Western District of Louisiana, dismissed Bailey's claim in July 2022. He ruled the defendants were protected by qualified immunity. Of course. A doctrine that seals government officials from liability in civil lawsuits unless it's proved that they violated a constitutional right. He wrote that Bailey's arrest was warranted because his post may very well have been intended to incite lawless action. Motherfucker. Right. Bailey's appealed Joseph's decision the next month on Friday. Uh, in Friday's ruling, the appellate judge declared that Bailey's Facebook post was not a threat and did not incite violence. The reference to Pitt's fictional character was a giveaway that this was not serious, the court said. Right. The post did not direct any person or group to take any law unlawful actions immediately or in the near future the judges wrote at worst the post was a joke in poor taste but cannot be read as intentionally directed to incitement this is what really it is the end of the day what it was what it was this guy wrote this joke up there or this guy wrote this thing up there the sheriff was pissed right and decided to use the force of government exactly. against this guy which they do yeah, which it's interesting now. Which happens though. a lot now. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> as that new p- newspaper in Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, you know, the interesting thing is, is that now since it is ruled that that post was within his constitutional rights to make under free speech, and the fact that the sheriff's office arrested him without a warrant, does that mean that the qualified immunity? no longer applies to those uh, that sheriff and that deputy because they have been shown to have violated his constitutional rights. And under, I want to say, Title 18 and Title 42 of U.S. Code, um, if that happens, they lose their qualified immunity. <laughs> so I mean, I'd like to think now so. Now they could be civilly liable. Yeah. I doubt anything will happen, but... You know, it just goes to show you. It, it, it goes to show you how bad qualified immunity is, by the way. It really does. Like I've and heard how people, it protects people from just look, acting the fool. Yeah. You know? Like I've heard. Look, I've heard the arguments that people. I've heard people give arguments in favor of qualified immunity, and what their argument is is that you know when the cops are arresting people and, um, you know. Every person that gets arrested is going to file suit against the cops and it's going to burden them in the system. Right. 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 Here's the thing. I actually partly understand what they're talking about there. Right. But that's kind of the point, too, though. Yeah. The point is you better stop just arresting people willy nilly and you better know that you can. That you better have a good reason for it. Yeah. yeah. You better have a good reason for it. I can't tell you how One many in which you could stand before a judge and say, judge, I took this action because and the judge would go, oh, of course, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is one of the look, we have so many laws on the books right now and so many victimless crime laws and we have so many police officers that are not there to protect and serve that are there just to enforce the law. Well, not only that, it's uh, respect my authority. Yeah, and they, yeah. they'd have big... Which, this was kind of one of those situations. Uh-huh, this oh, is you're exactly talking shit about situations. us? We're going to see how you like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. And because they have this thing called qualified immunity, 
they are able to much easier get away with it. And it's much harder to actually prove this. Right. That's why we have to get rid of qualified immunity. Yeah. Police. Good luck with that. Oh, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. I know. I know it's not going to happen. Keep keep voting. Vote harder and it'll happen. No, it's 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 we're going to keep dealing with this because there's way too many people that will just back the blue no matter what. Yep. And we need to stop just backing people who have fly. Don't tread on me flags. (laughs) <laughs> surprisingly enough yeah <laughs> surprisingly enough i can't tell you how who many, do you think is doing the treading how, folks how many bumper stickers have you seen where it's the combination of the don't tread on me and then the the, the blue, blue lives matter yeah the the, thin or the blue, blue line, line thing. flag yeah I, yeah i i've seen that more times than i can count you know it, it just uh <laughs> or or the uh the molan lay come and take it yeah yeah you know oh, along neck, with that with the blue flag yeah I, right but who's gonna come and take it man that's who yeah that's who that's who's gonna come and take it <laughs> yeah. uh, i know you know what it, look it, it reminds me of a story that a bunch of years back when i was still lobbying up in tallahassee right i was down in a smoking section right and i was talk- oh, yeah. <laughs> i was talking anymore. with the a woman that represented the um, police police benevolent association. Right. And there were two sheriffs there, or I don't know if they were sheriffs. I didn't know who they were per se, but there was two sheriffs there as well. And the woman, we we were talking in the smoke section and the woman asked me what I would up there was up there doing. And I told her, you know, I lobby for, you know, libertarian causes and stuff like that. And as soon as I said that those two cops folded their arms and got very defensive. Yep. And they said to me, at the time, and they said to me at the time, they go, well, you must hate cops. And I thought this was a, a good educational opportunity. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, you know what? I don't hate cops. I said, I'm up here to get rid of all the stupid laws that they force you to enforce. Right. Because I would rather you guys focus on victim crimes and not on the stupid crimes that they make you enforce now. And those two guys heard me and right. they were, they went from defensive to not being defensive anymore. Yeah. And it was all a mindset change. Now, nowadays, if I would, if I was to, yeah, if right. they were to ask me that question now, today it would, it would be, be like, yes, fuck the police. I would be like, well, you guys have probably earned a lot of the the, the, right. the hate that you're getting right yeah, now. You deserve all of it. So we need to, and I would say, but at the end of the day, we still need to get rid of the stupid laws that you're enforcing, right? Because you shouldn't be enforcing all these stupid laws. Yeah, you should be focusing on on victim crimes, and that's it. Yeah, you know, and that kind of segues this to uh, something else I wanted to talk about, and that is. How should law enforcement, if at all, uh, enforce some things? And here's what I'm talking about. White supremacists, uh, a couple of different groups, uh, held a, uh, a rally, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, in Altamont Springs, which is a little north of Orlando. And these are just some fucking uh, idiots. They're flying swat- How many of them were feds? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> there, no, nah, I don't. I, there might have been some in there, but they're flying swastika flags. It was a couple of different groups. Uh, one's called the Blood Tribe. The other is the Goyam Defense League. Um, and they're given, you know, uh, Nazi salutes and and you know, just talking about how the the white race is oppressed and all this stupid shit. My question is, is. <laughs> If, if these guys are truly Nazis, knowing what Nazis believe, uh, essentially in the eradication of, of certain, you know, ethnic groups and, and uh, you know, uh, sexual orientations and things like that, you know, they basically want to eliminate pretty much anyone that isn't them. Um, what should be 
the right response to it. Like either from law enforcement or an anarchy anarchist world, you know, what should happen? What's the right thing, the right way to handle people like this? Do we say that's ah, just free speech? And as long as they don't do anything to harm anyone else, uh, you know, that's uh, man, that's their right, even though they're they're objective is to uh you know possibly uh, put a whole bunch of people in concentration camps you know or do you say ah fuck it let's just mow, mow them down like grass you know come on boys <laughs> grab the fully autos we're, we're gonna go take them out you know and in 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 a perfect world which would be the right answer and it, it, me myself being essentially chaotic neutral um, you know, I, I could go either way. <laughs> I could say live and let live as long as they don't harm anyone or be like, all right, yeah, let's go kill some Nazis. Yeah. All right. This is, this is a weird one. It's really a question. Yeah. All right. So look, I think ultimately I believe in free speech. So if you want to go out there and profess whatever you want to profess, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, then you should be allowed to do that. That's kind of my default. But when the speech is literally uh, a philosophy that believes in the eradication of entire groups of people. Is I, that what they were calling for, though? Well, they're, they're talking. <laughs> look, if you're flying swastikas and you're giving a, saying Heil Hitler and giving Nazi salutes. I don't think there's much else you can really attribute to that, too. It's not like, oh, yeah, we, uh, you know, we like fascism because we want the trains to run on time. You know, no, <laughs> that's not why they're doing it. You see what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of up in the air there. I, I could go either way. Like, uh, here's the thing. I probably wouldn't take any direct action myself, and I probably wouldn't want law enforcement to do anything. But if I was in on a jury uh, to, uh, you know, uh, hear the trial of the guy who <laughs> drove his car through that crowd, I'd have a hard time uh, convicting. Just saying, you know? <laughs> so, again, it's, it's an interesting point. How far does free speech extend? Does it, is it completely limitless? Or, um, you know, is there a, a limit to what can be said? And, and if so, what should be the proper reaction to it, if any? You know, look, I think for the most part, when these people go out there and do this stuff, you should just ignore them for one. Right. And, you know, tell them the fuck off. I mean, you can drive by, tell them the fuck off and keep going. Right. Um, I do think that they have the right to say whatever they want to say. As long right. again, as long as not hurting anybody else, they can say what they want to say. Right. But also, I think that most people should. Uh, not actively per se, but like if asked the question should be like, no, these people are horrible people. Right. You know what I mean? Like they are, they're, they're, they're looking for something that will never ever actually happen. Like <laughs> you don't know that. What do you mean? You're looking for something that'll never happen. You don't think the preservation of the white race as a race you, overall. You don't you think look, fascism could rise again? Oh no 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 no! I'm I'm saying their fear, what they're forming oh, for. Right. Well, yeah, that's not really what they believe. Well, they be, look. They believe that's in the preservation the who, of the white race. Yeah, but it, it, when they are assuming that the white race is somehow under attack you know and is somehow being eradicated which i've actually heard some of these assholes say 
that's uh, th- clearly not even remotely the case. You know? Yeah, but they're not wrong either, though. What do you mean they're not wrong? Okay, hold on. If you take a look at the species of human, right? Oh, over right. the course of well, that's over over that's a, just a thousand because white people years. Ain't fucking enough. Well, no, 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 not no, no. <laughs> it's that all the races are mixing. Oh, right. Yeah. And so eventually we'll all mix all oh, together. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So eventually this is going to happen. You're not going. I mean, you're gonna. You'll have small pockets of people that are uh, that are primarily a, a certain race or whatever but you still haven't answered my question though what's the question what should be done about these people and uh, hang on i don't and th- that's twofold. On. i don't think that the government should i don't think the government like, okay they don't, no no, no. they don't violate that was my question in an in the absence of government okay now i'm talking about i think these people should be shunned from society y- yeah you think that's it i think if you're a business owner and these people walk in and you don't want to do business with them you shouldn't do business with them okay I think that if you don't want to do business with these people, if you don't want to associate with these people at all, I don't think you should associate with them at all. You know, I think in an anarchist world, what I would do is I would, uh, if I saw these people out protesting, I would reach out to as many communists as possible, you know, um, and get them to go over because they, you know, hate Nazis. So you get the communists to go over there and then you mow them both down with a big truck. I think that would probably be the way to go. <laughs> look, because I, I want to preserve my anarchist way of life. Look, these, I don't care about white, black, look, Jew, gay, whatever. I just want to preserve my anarchist. I way think of that life. overall, these people represent a sliver. I mean, a tiny minority of people that gets blown out of proportion, just like with hurricanes and other things like that. Right. That this stuff gets way blown out of proportion. These people know true. that. Yeah. And so they go out there to try to, you know, look, how many people do they have out there? A couple hundred no, not even a couple dozen. Yeah, like it wasn't many. Yeah, like I'm looking at the pictures, and the biggest picture they have, uh, maybe it's probably 30, 50, 40, maybe, yeah. fi- maybe, maybe fifty, maybe fifty, maybe fifty. All right, so let's just, but let's give the number of a hundred, right? Okay. In the Orlando area, the greater Orlando area, you found a hundred people like this, right? That were willing to go out there. Most of them had masks on. Only like a couple of the people did not have a mask on. Well, that's everybody else had, had a mask on. <laughs> they, that's because they had such identifiable face, uh, identifiable face tattoos that the mask didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was part of it. <laughs> yeah, but they, to see, everyone's gonna know who they look, were again, anyway. Again, it's weird. Look, I think that they have the right to go out there and march to say what they want to say as long as they're not hurting anybody else. But at the same time, like I'm, and cl- there's there's always a DeSantis flag. Oh, no, <laughs> this is why I think it's a Fed thing. It could be. It could be. You know, that's why I think it's a. it's almost like I think sometimes these groups are used in order to diminish some other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure they are. Yeah, except I'm pretty sure that guy's not a Fed. <laughs> We're looking at a guy with essentially a skull and spider webs tattoo over his entire face. Oh, I know. I mean, like there's there's very uninked, very small amounts of uninked skin visible on his face. You know, but yeah, it, it's just. I think these people are pathetic, though. Oh, they totally are. I, I think you're pathetic, and I think you have no idea what the, what you're talking about. And here's the thing: I don't think that these people represent like the good and pure part of white people. No, no, but like, I, I, I don't do, want to see these people breeding. Having said that, I do wish them the best of luck in overthrowing the government. <laughs> <laughs> hope you ho, have fun raiding the castle, boys. But uh, I, I hope after that uh, you all get hit by a bus. It's just it's 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 <laughs> pathetic and sad that this is what we're dealing with. But uh, and then and then but ha- what happened, though, is a couple days earlier than that up in Jacksonville, some 22 year old guy ended up shooting a bunch of black people right, in a dollar general. Right. Yeah. It's It's just. 
Now, that happened before this, so this wasn't a response from this. But, you know, was this guy motivated because of white supremacist ideology? Sure. He Probably was. so. Probably so. But uh, we'll talk about that more in the second hour. If you'd like to join us, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a second hour of content plus a bunch of swag. So patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah.